What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Grove Student Cast. This is episode four, and my name is Tyler Cloud, and I'm here with my guests. Austin Sorrels. And Dylan Wages. And today, we're going to be talking about love, the topic of love, because uh, recently, about a week ago, a, a holiday passed that many people celebrate called Valentine's Day. Uh, personally, I did not celebrate it this year, but that's okay. Um, I did. I, know- I got a lot of stuff from my mom. There, there, well, yeah, there you go. If you're counting that, you know, I, I celebrated as well. Dylan? I, I celebrated. I have a girlfriend now. She's pretty great. Yes, you so. did. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you would like to shout her I out? Also, I also celebrated with my mother and my sisters, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. But, yeah, we're going to be talking about love today because um, part, of, part of following Christ uh, deeply on an intimate level is kind of understanding what true love and, and real intimacy with the Father is. And so, guys, let's just let's jump right into this. Um, we we got some questions here today, and the first one is really this: what is what does the word love mean to you? When you think about love, what do you what do you think about when you when you hear the word love? I think, and I'm gonna get super. Uh, now I don't want to get super Bible cliche, um, but I, I I mean ultimately I think of Jesus. You know, I think of. You know, everything that he did, um, the, the role model that he was in his entire life, you know, not even just in his death on the cross, you know, that is the greatest act of love, but um, seeking to live the way that Jesus did. He lived every um, second of every day of his life caring and loving others, whether it was, you know, orphans, it was the sick, it was the, the widows, it was he showed love and compassion to every way, everybody in every possible way that he could. Um, and I think of, um, I think of first John four, eight, he says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Um, and I, I love that. Like when you, you ask what is love, God is love. God is the perfect, um, illustration of love. And if we don't have love, if we don't e- exemplify and, and, and live out love, then, then we don't know God. We don't know, um, the God who is love. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and just adding on to that, I mean, I would second that. I mean, the perfect version of of Jesus is is love. You know, that is the perfect version of love. And uh, in First Corinthians, I'm gonna read verses verse four through verse seven, which says, "Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud." It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts, always hope, and it always perseveres. And I just feel like that, that, that just paints a picture of Jesus. Jesus exemplified all those things. He, he paid for all our sins so that we could have a relationship with the father, which I feel like is the, the perfect version of love, which is laying yourself down for your, for one another. Yeah. And that was first Corinthians chapter 13 verses four through seven. And it's funny you, you read that because I'm going to back up and I'm going to read verses one through three. This is Paul talking here to the Corinthians, the church at Corinth. And he says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So Paul is saying, like, yeah, we can do all kinds of 
of good things, uh, acts of service, um, all kinds of things to make other people happy, give them gifts like we do on Valentine's Day. But if you're giving and it's not out of an attitude of love, uh, Paul says you really have nothing. And so everything you do uh, has to be done out of love, just as, as you guys have said, the way Jesus lived his life. Yeah, and um, the thing I keep thinking about is I kind of I kind of don't like Valentine's Day in a way. You know, I love getting to, I love getting to celebrate, you know, I love getting to celebrate, you know, the people that I love on, you know, in my life. But why do we have to have one day a year where we do that? You know, yeah. why do we have to have one day a year where we say I'm going to I'm going to show my love and appreciation for this person every day? And and love is so much more than that. Love is so much more than buying someone flowers or chocolates or, you know, a teddy bear. You know, um, I'm thinking of John 15, um, when Jesus is speaking and he says, my command to you is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Love is an, is an every second of every day kind of thing. Love is something that we do. We don't just do once a year on February 14th. Love is an action that we live out 365 days a year, constantly um, looking to, to serve people, to love people, and and ultimately to lay down our life. It may not mean physically, but um, it may mean you know sacrificing your time, sacrificing you know some money, sacrificing something, laying down your life for somebody every every day. That that love is an action that we can do every single day. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now we're gonna move on to question two, which says, "Do people in the world misinterpret or misunderstand love, and why?" Um, for, for me, I think the obvious answer is yes, um, because, um, love was perverted as a result of sin. And so I think sometimes, uh, we misinterpret love because we, we want, uh, we want what we think love should be. Um, I know y'all have heard the phrase tough love. And before we went on the air, we were discussing some accountability things, among ourselves, I mean, that, that is a version of tough love. Um, when someone loves us, man, we, we talk about hard things together um, that aren't always easy. We have tough conversations. And the way that I think the world misinterprets love is, uh, you know, people should just be able to, to do whatever makes them happy. If it makes you happy, it's love. You should be able to love who you want. You should be able to do what you want. You should be able to, you know, date whoever you want. And And in reality, the Bible tells us we have to guard our hearts for they're the wellspring of life. And I just think this, this philosophy of love, you know, basically being a free-for-all is kind of the way that the world uh, would have us think about love. And, and, and God, you know, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. God so loved the world. I mean, that's not, you know, there's a debate about there. There's a debate about this. I don't, I don't want to get into this too, too deeply, but the debate around the song "Reckless Love," okay, mm. um, that's a great song, by the way. I'm I'm not um, I'm not bashing this song in any way, but I don't know that I would characterize God's love as reckless, right? I would I would characterize the way that the world views love as reckless, right? Anything you want, anything you desire, anything you quote unquote love, you can have. To me, that's what reckless love is, and I think that's the way the world kind of treats love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, and I completely, you know, uh, 
understand and agree with that perspective on on the song Reckless Love. Um, I, I like you said, I love that song. It's a great worship song and, and makes me, you know, really appreciate the love that, you know, God has for us. Um, but I, I like that perspective of the word reckless and of how, you know, that's that's truly how we see the world. Or the world sees love, I mean. And um, the fact that, like you said, love to the world, love is whatever we want it to be. Love can be what, what makes us happy, whatever, you know, drive, you know, whatever drives us, whatever we, we want it to be. Um, when in reality, we have the Bible, we have the word of God that is the final authority above all else in this world that tells us what love is, and that's all it should be. Love should be what God says it is and not, and not what the world misinterprets it as. Um, and I, like I said, I love that about reckless. I love, I think, I think you're absolutely right when you say that the world kind of has a reckless view of love. Um, and, I, and I understand, again, not to get into the debate of the song, um, but they had, they had their good, they had good intentions with that word. And they, they, you know, as in the God that would leave the 99. And that's a, that's a love that we should, we should model as well. We should be willing to go back to, to lay down our life, to, to leave the 99, to go out and, and, mm. and pursue people in love. Um, but yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not attacking Corey Asbury in any way. Um, it's just, what he's, he's talking about God's love is so reckless that he would do anything to get to you. Mm. And I, and I, and I get that. Uh, just, just for me, I mean, uh, every every time I see certain things on 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 social media, um, there's a certain hashtag called "Love Wins," and it's not the biblical version of love. It's what the world would want us to believe love is, which is whatever gratifies your desires. And and just to me, I think that's just a very um, short-sighted view of love, and we should base our view of love off of God's word and and what Jesus did for us on the cross. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Austin, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, yeah. Just adding to what you guys said, I think the world has a very opposite way of looking at love. It's like, if this person loves me, they're going to let me do whatever I want or, mm. you know, let me have whatever I want because they love me. And that's that's not what we see in Jesus. We see more of the tough love rather than the the earthly form of love. We don't really, mm. we don't really see that in the Bible. So You think I'm telling Peter... Get behind me, Satan was was tough love, or, or yeah. I mean, it depends on how you describe tough love. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we always talk here at Church of the Grove about the balance between invitation and challenge, and um, you know, there, there's a lot of challenge in love, and and I would I would just encourage you if you're a student, listen to this, or even if you're even if you're one of our volunteers or one of our church members, listen to this. Um, people challenge you when they love you. And a lot of times that's not easy for us to hear because we, you know, we think um, love is supposed to be cozy. And, and at times it is. There's a lot of invitation involved. But if someone challenges you, that means they truly do love you and they want to see uh, God's will lived out in your life. Uh, Dylan, you want to grab the next question? Yes. Um, the third question that we have for today is, can social media shape our perspective of love and how? Oh boy, let me, let me get this one, Tyler. Okay, Austin, here we go. So, how many of y'all have been on Instagram and seeing those people that that you know? Oh my gosh, happy one week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Or like, um, yes. oh my gosh, I just love this thing. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like social media definitely has a has a twist on on definitely how we look at 
how we look at love because it's like if we fill our minds with that, of course that's what that's what's going to come out. Right. Jesus says uh, the the eye is the most important part of the body. Mm-hmm. The eye is a window to the soul. Whatever whatever your eye takes in is what goes down into your heart and your soul. And um, I, I put social media down, but Dylan, I think you can add to this because you and I have had this conversation. I mean, it can go to music, right? It, I mean, it can, it can go to movies. I mean, we, we've talked about this just riding down the road, and, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your perspective on this. Yeah, and um, I know, that, you know the Bible talks about like the, the, what, what the mind and what the heart, you know, what your eyes see, what, your, what you fill your soul with is what's going to come out of your heart and, uh, and come out of your mouth. And um, so I think absolutely the things, social media, um, music, and movies can all give us a, a false perspective of what love is, and then that's, that's what comes out of us. That's the view that we have because of that. And I'm not, you know, saying that you've got to burn all your movies and, you know, delete your whole music playlist or, you know, delete social media, but it's about, it's about having wisdom in those things. It's about having discernment and knowing, you know, knowing what you're putting into your body and what you're putting into your soul and um, being able to control the outcome, being able to, to say, hey, you know, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be watching this, or I shouldn't. I shouldn't be listening to this. I shouldn't be feeding these lies to myself. I should be feeding myself the truth of the Scripture, and I should be um, filling myself with what God says about love and what God says about these things, so that I can have the right view and the right the right worldview when it comes to those things. Right. And and by by the way, Austin, I don't think you were necessarily making fun of anybody that said you know happy one week. No, um, no, I was not. I was just using that as an example, right? I th- I think you're I think you're saying just just be careful about what you celebrate because um, true true milestones and and true love deserve to be really celebrated. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And and let's you know if you've if you, if you listen to this and you're dating someone and you're you're following what the Lord has for the both of you, um, you need to cherish that and and, ce- and celebrate it. But also re- also remember that um, everybody's in different seasons. And so, you know, I, I think, Dylan, you would also agree that you're not saying, hey, you can only listen to Chris Tomlin, yeah. right? But I think there has to be um, different boundaries for different people. Um, Absolutely. You know, if, if, if country music causes you to stumble, then maybe you need to cut it out of your life, right? Yeah, we're all, you know, we were talking about this before. Again, this is another thing that me and Tyler were discussing before we went on air. Um, was that we all have, we all struggle with different things. We all, you know, my temptations, my struggles with love or with whatever aren't going to be the same as Austin's and they're not going to be the same as yours, Tyler. And they're not going to be the same as those of you who are listening. You know, we, we all have um, different things that we struggle with and it's about, you know, getting real with God and seeking um, and, and, and asking him to reveal to you what those things are for you and establishing boundaries, establishing um, and, and building wisdom in, in those things and, and to know, uh, one thing I pray for on a daily basis is, is discernment, is wisdom and discernment to be able to seek what the will of God is and be able to, to understand what are the things that cause me to stumble and to be able to recognize them and call them out and set guards and boundaries against them. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you got to, like, like I said, the word says you got to guard your heart. Uh, you can't just let anybody have, have the keys to your heart. And I think uh, that's been the biggest struggle in my life is, man, I just... I just want to give my heart away to everybody. My heart is huge, and I want to help everybody when they need it. But um, some people will take advantage of your heart because some people aren't right with the Lord. And so just pray about who you, who you give your heart away to because 
that's really important. So, Austin, number four. Yeah. How can we better help our friends understand what true love is? Mm. Um, and I think I'm going to take this back to the social media thing and what Austin was talking about. Um, I think, you know, when we see... We see a lot of young people, a lot of, you know, I say that like I'm not young. We see a lot of mm-hmm. high schoolers and middle schoolers and college students as well, you know, that, you know, post pictures, you know, I, I love this so much. I love you so much. You know, it's, we've been dating for two weeks. I love you so much, <laughs> you know, um, and, and we're giving ourselves a false understanding of what true love is. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. I've done, I've done things like that and I've, you know, misunderstood what love was. And it was until I truly understood the, the depth of, of Scripture and what Scripture says about it and what Jesus says about love and, and his example of love on the cross um, until I understood what, what true love was, you know, true love. That John 15, 13 verse that I said earlier, that, it's one of my favorite verses concerning, concerning love. True love is that, that you know, no, no man has great, no greater love than to lay down his life for, for his friends and uh, I think in, I think that's one of the most perfect examples. Like if you if you're not willing to lay down your life for this or for this cause or for this person, then then that's not true love. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you've got to die for your girlfriend or you've got to even die for Jesus, but it should be about the 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 willingness to. If if you mm-hmm. want if you truly claim to have true love, then that's the extent that I think you would. Uh, you would be willing to, to lay down your life in whatever manner that means. That's good. For me, I, I just think we just got to give them the gospel. Um, you know, I, I was speaking at one of our youth gatherings recently, and I looked up at the, the confidence monitor or a clock here in the back, and, and I realized I got done a little early, and I just basically told people, I said, hey, I got about five or six minutes left, so you're going to get the gospel. And and when we say the gospel, let's let's be clear. The gospel is, hey, this is John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That word loved is very, very crucial and key there uh, because God is love. You can't get any closer to love than to God because they're synonymous. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel. Man, God gave us the greatest gift of true love that can ever be given to anyone, right? I mean, to know God is to know love is what's what the Bible says. And so without a right relationship with the Lord, we cannot truly understand or even come close to understanding what true love is. Amen. The way that God would want us to understand it. And so, man, I, I, just, I just gave the gospel, as you guys have done many times when you've given a message or, or led a Bible study as well. Man, we, we got to stop assuming that all of our friends know what love is. We got to stop assuming. And I'm, I'm saying we because... Let me let me rephrase that. I have to stop assuming that my friends know what love is and that my friends know what the gospel is because uh, that's a really dangerous assumption. So, yeah, um, I think the one major way uh, for to help our our friends understand love is is first we have to know what love is, and that starts with getting in the Word, like we talked about a few weeks ago. Like we we have to if we're not feeding ourselves. How can we point others to to Christ if, if we don't know what love is, you know? Right. That's good. Mm. Well, um, and the, unless you guys have anything else to add, we, um, we have the fifth question. Um, 
fifth and final question. It says, how can we love others this week? How can we better love people this week? Man, I, I came up with you. That's a tough one. Uh, you guys want to jump on that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that. Uh, so, so for me, uh, my love language is quality time. So if someone spends time with me or, you know, does something that takes a lot of time, like that, I, I interpret that as, okay, they love me. So I think maybe learning how to, to love different people in your life, like your, to how to love your mom might be different than how you love your, your brother or your sister or your friends or somebody else. So I think just understanding them, going to them and being, you know, try to figure out what is the best way to love them, how to serve them the best way possible. Yeah, and uh, I think back to, uh, I guess now, um, at the time you guys are hearing this, it'll be about a week after Tyler gave this message, but he, he gave an incredible message at our youth gathering um, this last Wednesday night and talked about giving and giving and how that that's a form of love and how there's three things that we can give. We can give of our time, we can give of our talents, and we can give of our treasures. And those are all things that show people that we love them and show that we understand the true meaning of love by giving. We can give, you know, we can sacrifice time. We can sacrifice um, financially in any way. We can give back or we can sacrifice some of our abilities. You know, we can, we can use our abilities to the glory of God and give back to somebody through that. Um, there are so many ways that we can we can love people. We can send them an encouragement text. We can, you know, buy somebody flowers. We can, I mean, that's a that's simple act of love. You can, you know, I think texting and phone calls are the easiest. Just letting someone know that, mm. hey, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. I love you. Um, serving, serving in any way, in any um, capacity, any form, whatever that may look like, whether it's holding the door for somebody or it's, you know, just, a simple thank you, you know, after they've done something for you. All those are acts of love. And we can, we can leverage every opportunity that we have every second of every day to show love. Man, that's really good. Um, Dylan, Dylan took mine, but I was going to say uh, I, I need to be more encouraging this week. Uh, that's how I can better love people. I mean, there's, there's never a bad time or a bad opportunity to – uh, just say, hey, man, you're doing a really good job, or hey, man, I love you, or hey, hey, girl, for ladies, um, I, you know, you're doing, you're doing really well. Um, I, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. Like Dylan said, uh, there's never a, a bad time to say that to somebody because we don't know what uh, inner inner battles people are fighting. Um, people are always always going through spiritual warfare, whether they know it or not, and and a, and a good word of encouragement, the Bible says, can edify them and lift them up. So um, those are all ways that we can love people better this week, and I would encourage you guys to, to do that. Mm. But uh, guys, thank you again for being here. Um, I, I, I love the direction this podcast is going. Thank you all for listening as well. Um, I don't think I've said that enough, whether it's uh, the last episode with Rachel or with Pat starting off or whatever. Uh, if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to them. I mean, Rachel did an incredible job a couple weeks ago with Austin and I. Uh, great to have Dylan back this this episode. I mean, it's easy. he always brings uh, great insight himself. And, and again, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you'll be back with us a couple weeks from now uh, for our fifth episode. It's pretty crazy to think that we'll be five episodes in already, but 
Uh, we'd love you guys, and if there's anything we can ever do to pray for you, uh, just reach out to any of the three of us. Um, we'll, we'll be at church. We'll be at youth group on Wednesday and Sunday. I mean, we'll, I mean, we're we're here. We're available for you guys, and that's probably the biggest thing we want you to know. So, uh, would one of you guys like to close us in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you so much for love. We thank you for the love that you lavished on us, Jesus, uh, by coming to earth and dying for our sins, Lord. And that is the ultimate act of true love. God, you gave your son to us. Gave. That's the key word there, Lord. You gave. And that is the way that you showed love. I pray that we would believe that. I pray that we would believe in, in the power of of Jesus' death and his resurrection, Lord, and that we would take the love that you've lavished on us and share it with others. I pray that you would give us hearts that truly understand what that word love means, and I pray that we would, we would give it, that we would know that love is an action. It's something that we do 365 days a year. God, it's something that we should embody as you embodied it, and, and it, we're, we're the example for us, Jesus. So I pray that you would be with us in the weeks to come, the weeks, days, months to come, Lord, that you would help us to live out that love in whatever way it is. If we need to sacrifice some of our time, our talents, or our treasures, or if we just need to share the good news of Jesus with somebody. Help us to love. Help us to be representations of you in this lost and broken world, Jesus. Thank you. It's in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, quick final thoughts. Austin? Look to the Bible to really define love. Amen. Dylan? Yeah. Um, seek, that true, seek the true meaning. Understand what it really means. It's, it's about Jesus. It's about his, his act of love for us. And if you can't give love in any other way, give it by sharing who he is in whatever way that looks like. That's it, guys. I can't add to that. So, uh, join us again in a couple weeks. We love you. We're praying for you, Austin. Yeah, before we go, guys, don't forget we have youth group on Wednesday nights. At uh, It starts at 6 o'clock is when food comes. We always have, always have free food. It starts at 6.30, though. Food starts at 6. And then Sunday nights, we also we meet at our social circle campus behind the Blue Willow at the same time, 6 o'clock. And then the actual service starts at 6.30. And then also... We have two campuses for Sunday mornings. We have Walnut Grove, which has two services. One is at 9.15. The other one is at 11. And then at Social Circle, we have one service, which starts at 10.30. So we hope we see you guys there. All right, that's awesome. We are Grove Student Ministry, family, loving, discipleship. Those are the three things that we live by, and we hope that you will model all three of those this week as you go about your week. We are praying for you. We love you. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.